Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Garden Report. I am Jimmy Toscano with my kind of boss, kind of not Nick Gelso here. Celtics. With a big win. That's very true. Celtics with a big win. They're now, now the boss. Yeah, they are. Over the Chicago Bulls, 108-97. This is the Garden Report brought to you by SeatGeek. The Celtics with a big win tonight. Three straight in the playoffs after leaving the Garden last week down 0-2. The sky was falling. Rajon Rondo had taken control of the series. We haven't seen him since. Out with the thumb, in- out with the thumb injury. Almost gave it a go before game five. Decided against it. Might see him in game six now. The Celtics are up 3-2. But without him on the court, the Celtics, although they didn't shoot as well as the Chicago Bulls, hung around and in the fourth quarter did what they did with Isaiah Thomas on the court. Came back down two to entering the fourth quarter. Came back to beat the Bulls. And although Isaiah Thomas was a big part of that fourth quarter, it was Avery Bradley who was a big part of the entire game. Had the duties of covering Jimmy Butler and did a tremendous job. And if you look at the box score, Avery Bradley, 24 points on offense. But it's what he did on defense, holding Butler to 14 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. But the huge stat here, Jimmy Butler went to the free throw, free throw line just one time, that's 0 for huge. 1. And that's after a 19 free throw performance. 19 free throws made in made Game in 4. Game Jimmy, I mean, Avery Bradley... Yes, I'm impressed with his defense. I'm always impressed with his defense. But tonight, game five, Avery Bradley came out strong in the first quarter, and he persisted. He persisted. Mm-hmm. Usually you see Avery come out strong, then he's he gets caught up playing defense, and he gets lost a little bit in the offense. Tonight, it did not end. Avery Bradley was the key. He gives you so much on defense that I think sometimes that takes away from what he gives you on offense. But he's okay with that because yep. he knows he's a defensive guy first. He's first-team all-defense, Tony Allen. You know, famous for saying that. <laughs> Avery Bradley's first team all defense as well. But And Dwayne Wade said it after the game. You know, we can't afford giving up 20-plus points to Avery Bradley, Al Horford. These guys coming off the bench. Um, Olenek, no, Al Horford and Avery Bradley aren't coming off the bench. But right. guys coming off the bench as well, performing like an Olenek who had 14. 14. And that's, got a, a, that's a playoff career, a career playoff high for got, Olenek. He has a first tonight, too. Oh, you want to tell everybody? I yeah, have to. you have to, because we were we were sitting we up were, above are it. They really? <laughs> <laughs> it is true, folks. Kelly Olynyk chance ringing out from the balcony Garden. tonight at the TD Garden. You thought you'd never hear it. You did, uh, as Paul Flannery tweeted. This playoff series officially has everything. It, it has uh, had everything <laughs> for sure. Uh huh. And um, just you got to say, Isaiah Thomas still co-led the team in points of 24 because even on an off night for him, one for 10 from the yeah, three-point three line. line. Even on an off night, he still is that important to the Celtics where he'll lead the team in offense. 
But it wasn't just Isaiah Thomas tonight. Like I said, we had Avery Bradley. You had Al, Je- you had Al Jefferson. Al Jefferson. You had Al Horford. Al Jefferson is not coming. <laughs> not coming back. Not coming through, through that door. door. Uh, Al, Al Horford, Kelly Linick. But what about Al Horford tonight? Just doing what Al Horford does, but stepping it up in the playoffs like we had all sort of yeah, thought and hoped that he might. And that's and why the Celtics are giving the big bucks. If you look at bucks. the stat line, yeah, he's scoring a little bit more. Four more points a game, I think, in the playoffs. But in reality... He's kind of doing everything he did in the regular season, but just more elevated, elevated yeah. as far as, you know, stepping it up a notch. And like Brad Stevens said during the presser, the offense flows through Al Horford. I've not seen that since the Bird era, dude. Like, really. No, I, I totally get it. And not only that, but I think his energy is picked up yeah. as well. He's a quiet, relatively quiet yep. guy in the court. He's not the Marcus Smart yep. type guy where he's a rah-rah and, you know, But he got the team together fouls. tonight. You know, right. Riley- no, finish what you were going to say. Yeah, well, he got the team together and pushed them through that fourth quarter. He basically said, let's go. And another thing I want to say about Al Horford that he brings to this team, playoff experience. Yeah. If you look at the roster on this team, they're a talented group, but they're one in, most of them are one-and-done guys in the playoffs, whether it's Isaiah Thomas, whether it's Jay Crowder. From, Avery's you know, these the guys only from last one year. that I think advanced. Right, right. And he was a rookie. Or, I mean, he had nothing to do with, yeah. with that yeah. team. So, you know, you get a guy like Al Horford who's had a serious part of the Atlanta Hawks' success. He's been here. He's done that. And that's going to be important on Friday when they have an elimination game. And we're going to talk about that in the next video. So keep it right here. But before we go, I know you have a little message well, for yeah. Them. I mean, honestly, if you're going to game six in Chicago, you might as well yeah, shop on SeatGeek. Yes. SeatGeek, go to the settings tab in get the your, upper right-hand flight, corner. Get your flight tickets. Get your flight tickets. Head over to Jimmy's Seat frequent Geek. flyer miles. He's been traveling so <laughs> Head much. Head over to Seat Geek. Head over to Seat Geek, upper right-hand corner settings tab. Use the promo code Garden Report and get twenty dollars back immediately upon purchase. It's like, you did it. I did it. Not tonight though. No, well, we didn't have to. We don't have to do. Let's it come back for no part big two. Deal. We're gonna come back for part two. We're gonna talk about Game Six. Can the Celtics pull it off on the road once again? Will Rondo again? play? And will Rondo play? <laughs> And welcome back to part D of the Garden Report. That's French for all you Spanish majors out there. (laughs) Celtics in a big Game 5 win over the Chicago Bulls, 108-97. They now take a 3-2 lead back to Chicago where they've already won two games. And Nick, by the way, this is Nick Gelso. I'm Jimmy Toscano. And Nick, the Celtics, this Celtics team, not the Celtics organization, which as we know has plenty of experience in deciding games, this Celtics team finds themselves in a very different position than they've been in in the past few years where they now have the ability to close out a team and advance to the next round of the NBA playoffs. My question to you is, do they have what it takes to do it in Chicago game six? Jimmy, I think it will. Here's the answer. Is Rondo going to play? I give you a question I say back. yes. I say okay. he's going to play. So, so I give it back to you. Okay, so here's the situation. Game five, the most p- pivotal game in an NBA series. You saw the Celtics come through tonight in the fourth quarter at they did. TD Garden. They did. So we're going to Chicago. The Celtics are going to Chicago. They just We're not two. going. I'm not going. not going. Are you going? going? No, okay. Don't. Okay. Uh, the Celtics are going to Chicago, and uh, they just won two there. So I think right. they could close it out in six games. I think it would be uh, advantageous for them to close it out. I don't want to go seven games. You remember last two weeks of the regular season, Bulls scared me. Mm-hmm. So I do not. Yeah, I do remember that. And they did not scare me. At all. And then fast you forward. You had a three-game sweep. I had the <laughs> Celtics in three. I had the Celtics in three. That was a little off. Now it might took be a on Celtics in six. That was, I said Celtics in three. That's how confident I was. Yeah. I thought the Bulls would actually forfeit game four because I thought they'd get just beaten out of the building. Didn't happen that way. But, okay, back to Rondo. Yeah. 
If he doesn't play, I think the Celtics are going to win that oh, game, so game six. If he does play, I think the Celtics are going to win that game, game six. I still think they are because you're not going to get a healthy Rondo at that point. Rondo is going to be sort of playing in pain. I mean, he's, Jimmy, we Rondo, you, please don't. I will never please don't. Again. I'm going I through a thought right now. Yeah. Rondo is not going out there to score 30 points a game, so it's not the end of the world if his fingers hurt. But it's still going to be in his head. The Celtics are still going to attack it. I think if he's going into the paint or if he's going out for rebounds, they're going to put they're going to put hands on that on his hand. And why shouldn't they? It's the same guy who just tried to trip Jay Crowder along the sidelines two games ago. So they're not going to hold anything back when no. it comes to Rondo no. out there on the court. So I fully expect them to give him uh, you know, everything they've got if he does play. Now, does he make them better? Yes, I still think he makes them better because of his brain. You know, and, and the Bulls know that when he's running the show, he you know, is a little bit in the Celtics' brains because he's been, with the, he's been in the organization. He kind of understands some of what the Celtics are doing. You know, and he's just one of those guys. Right. That he steps up in the playoffs. So he will make the Bulls better, but I still think the Celtics, now that they've won three straight and they're kind of on a roll now, I think that they've got a lot going for them and that they can continue on that four-game sweep. And, and if they attack the Bulls early, get them down and out early, I think that's when they can do a lot of damage. You and I covered Celtics' heat. I don't remember, maybe 2011 when he uh, dis- dislocated his Oh, yeah, elbow. that's due and to Dwayne Wade. Due to, which is ironic, but then continued to play and then played, I think, game six in my, or seven in Miami where he shouldn't have. And I may be wrong. Don't fact check me there. But don't fact check The that point one. is Rajon Rondo has a high threshold for pain. Right. The real question is not what they're going to do to neutralize him with the, the thumb. It's about how much better is he going to make his teammates. Yes. Is he going to allow Dwayne Wade to play off the ball and not have to play so heavy point guard? Is Jimmy Butler going to get her easier shots? Is Brad Stevens going to hack a Rondo? These are the questions that we'll see in, in game six, I guess. I, I'm excited for it. I'm I mean, I, I, I got to say, the Celtics, look, they look like a completely different team as they did in the first two games. I sat here at the after game two, and I said the Celtics are going to lose that lose series. That. Now it's after game five, and I say the Celtics are going to win the series. So you really can't take anything I say. As uh, truth, don't, yeah, just don't even I don't think people to do to begin with. So wait, don't fact check me. Don't fact check you. you. <laughs> don't listen to anything I say. I'm not even sure why anybody clicks on this video. Yeah, if that's, if that's the or case, comment. <laughs> <laughs> please don't comment. Yeah, tr- please, truthfully though, uh, <laughs> I just spoke with Mike Gorman on on uh, Sunday, okay. and he said the Boston Celtics are the in the best position a one a team down one two or two one in a series has been that he could remember. That says a lot. Now it's 3-2 Celtics. Because it's so unique for a, so a one seed to be down to an eight seed in that sense. But it is also sense. an anomaly, the one seed this year. Oh, boy. It's so rare oh. that a one seed would go down to an eight seed, right, guys? It's extremely rare. Oh, we're getting, we're getting video wow. bombs right now. Wow. Hey, guys, thanks, bombs thanks bombs for showing up. Now. Thanks now, for showing up. No, we don't have to do two more parts. Oh, wow. I just predicted the Celtics are going to win in six. Sorry, Sean. That was my pick the whole time. That was yeah, but but you but you flipped it. You had to have flipped it by game two. Well, before I found out the Rondo injury, yeah, I thought they were going to win. This Let's start this way. Jimmy had uh, the Bulls in or the Celtics in three. I had the Celtics in three. <laughs> then I had the Bulls. Then I had the Celtics you were in four. So close on that prediction. I had the Celtics in three. Then I had Celtics in four. Then I had Bulls in six. Now I have Celtics in six. Well, I think it's all it's final. All close. I think all of those are closer than Damian Lillard saying that the Blazers are going to beat the Warriors in six. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. All right. This is These the guys are here. Right here Sean bro. and Jared are here. They're going to be back for part three. Toi, because we just did de. de. For all you now Spanish majors, that's yeah. French for three. We're out of here. Jared, Sean.
Welcome back to part three of the Garden Report. Now we got Jared Weiss here. We got Sean Hyken of the Athletic. We crashed the second one. Now let's talk about Dwayne Wade. Uh, he is now the point guard of the Chicago Bulls. Well, if he and that was it, fascinating. If, if he, he says, says it, so. it's true, right? If he says so. I mean, we, uh, they started Isaiah Cannon at point guard, but Wade said afterwards that they have to value the ball better. They have to turn the ball over less. And now that I'm the point guard, it starts with me. I think that was his exact quote. So if Dwayne Wade says it's the point guard, who else in the organization is going to tell him he's not the point guard? And he ran point for a decent amount of the fourth quarter there. I would say him and Jimmy are basically at this point switching off. Cannon, most of his actions were coming off ball. And Hoiberg even said before the game that we're, we're going to use Cannon off ball. That is, of course, before he, uh, Hoiberg stormed off at the end of uh, his postgame presser. Uh, but Wade had almost a triple-double. He turned back the clock on a lot of those. Was this the best performance that Wade's had all year? Maybe at one end of the floor it was. He was he had some pretty <laughs> bad defensive lapses. There was one that kind of went viral where Avery Bradley was able to go back door right behind him and get a rebound and get a basket where he just completely fell asleep. He had a couple of other ones. But, you know, yeah, he I think he did overall a pretty good job of running the offense. He even knocked down a couple of threes. I think they've kind of gotten to the point, Jared where they've started having him run point basically just out of necessity. They started Isaiah Cannon tonight, and then they tried to have Michael Carter-Williams be the backup. And after, like, two minutes, that was just such a disaster. They were like, okay, we can't do that anymore. So now you're kind of out of options because you tried Jaron Grant. That didn't work. You tried MCW. That didn't work. You are still are not going to try Denzel Valentine for some reason. But short of that, uh, yeah, I mean, you kind of have to go with Wade, and I thought he did a pretty good job overall on that. Haven't we said after – every single game so far that mcw they tried it and it didn't work well but i think this time it really didn't work because uh, in in the in the last game you know he had a first half stint he was bad he had a second half stint he was bad this time he came in near the end of the first quarter and immediately the celtics i think they went on like an 8-0 run or something and so it was it was pretty bad and then he didn't even play the rest of the game until garbage time so i think at that point hoiberg even realized look that this guy can't be on the floor and they can't have Butler run point the entire time. Butler played 39 minutes. Avery Bradley's on the floor with him all 39 of those minutes. I asked Stevens about that. Stevens is trying to consistently rotate his subs so that he always has one or two of his three great defenders on the floor whenever Wade and Butler are out there so that the Celtics can switch. The Celtics, they did a little bit of the zone that they did in the fourth quarter in, uh, in game four, but they just switched as much as possible in the third and fourth quarter. They, you know, a little bit of kind of like zoning on like sides of the floor sort, sort of, but having all three of those defenders out there allows them to switch really well. And Isaiah Thomas was playing really hard defense tonight. So Chicago couldn't really figure anything out except for some really great plays by Wade individually. No, and I mean, this this is kind of, you know, where, where things broke down. The Bulls, I think they led by one with 10 minutes left in the game. And then they just kind of had a complete meltdown. There were some technical fouls, uh, some bad, just kind of some bad fouls. Some calls didn't go their way. They got frustrated about it. And then they just gave up some easy baskets to Boston, and that's kind of where the game turned. Yeah, Robin Lopez got that tech. The uh, There was like a 20-second stretch where the Celtics went on the 6 nothing run at the free throw line because of foul, shooting fouls and technical fouls tacked onto that. And it just completely fell apart at that point. The Celtics finished on, I think it was a 20-5 to run from like around that point at the 10-minute mark So when they took all the starters out with about a minute and a half left. I mean, the... I feel like that kind of punctuated this series. Well, obviously, there's a chance for the Bulls to turn it around, but the Bulls are consistently regressing at the end of these games. Right, and I mean, this is just kind of what we thought the entire time. I mean, yeah, we saw, obviously, what happened in the first two games, and clearly having Rondo in the lineup would change some things. The Celtics never really figured out what to do with him. But all along, I mean, my pick at the beginning of the series was Celtics in six because I thought they were the more talented team. They were the more, they were better coached. They played more together. And we're just kind of seeing that. There was some weird stuff that happened in the first couple of games, and we're kind of just seeing now the more talented team is taking control of the series. 
So is it going to finish at six? I think so. I think if the Bulls were going to win the series, they had to win this game. But, but we've been having so much fun on the Garden Report together. This is great. That's no, a go seven. I, I, wish, I, wish, I wish we could do Garden Report. I mean, Rondo talked this morning at Shoot Around about how he might play, you know, game eight, game nine, game ten. I kind of wish it was that just so we could do more Garden Reports. I mean, ever since Jimmy Butler said we'll win this series no matter how many games it takes, I've been saying Bulls and eight ever since. So one day. One day, my friends. So we're going to wrap it up here. Before we go, my producer is signaling I should do the Blue Apron read. So if you want to get three free meals and free shipping, go to blueapron.com slash garden report. Sign up there. You're going to help out our show. You're going to get delicious meals that you get to cook at home with the ingredients pre-portioned so that road warriors like us can actually cook a meal when we go home. If you're just lazy or you don't like grocery shopping or if you don't like leaving the house ever, Blue Apron's perfect for you. Never leave the house again. Never grocery shop again. Just use Blue Apron. Go to blueapron.com slash garden report. We're going to finish this one up. Sean, thank you so much for an amazing week. Let's not screw up this high five. There you go. Could have been bad. Could have been worse, though. Uh, but it's been amazing having an old friend of mine, Sean Hyken of The Athletic and the Lockdown Bulls podcast, joining me on the Garden Report all week long, or two weeks long, actually. Yeah. And we could be back on Sunday for a 1 p.m. Game 7. I, I hope so. I'll more take, The more the better. I'll take a 1 p.m. tip over an 8.30 tip. That is definitely good. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to get out of here. So that'll do it for Jeremy, for Jimmy Toscano, who was over here before, and Nick Jelso, the owner of CLNS, who's over there. I'm Jared Weiss. This is Sean Hyken. We will see you either after Game 7 or Game 1 of the second round of the NBA playoffs, where they'll be either facing the Washington Wizards, which is most likely at this point, or possibly the Atlanta Hawks if Dwight Howard ever decides to play defense again. This is a Garden Report on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. Ha, ha, ha.